0: Today on Renewed Mindsets, do you ever wonder why some Christians, despite following a faith deeply rooted in love and kindness, come across as harsh or judgmental? Today, we'll explore how a Christian's sense of entitlement and misunderstanding of God's grace can breed some critical attitudes. We'll illuminate hypocrisy, and we're going to challenge the excuse, well, Christians are sinners too. Spoiler alert, being a sinner doesn't give you a free pass to poor behavior. Let's go, boys. Hey, welcome to Renewed Mindsets. I'm Rick, and I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode might make you feel uncomfortable. I don't know that everyone does this, but I see it a lot. Christians can come across a bit entitled and sometimes just mean and nasty. Rather than me talk about it now, let's listen to how I talked about it a couple weeks ago when I recorded this. Let's go. You know, people as a whole are notorious for bad behavior. Even Christians can fall into this. Some Christians and church people are just downright mean. Why is this? Why are some Christians so mean? I mean, looking at the world we live in, it appears that most people in our culture believe that Christians are just about as trustworthy as car salesmen. Look at the size of that trunk. You could put three bodies in there. Just kidding. Just trying to levitate the situation and lawyers, and I will admit, I can behave pretty badly at times. Years and years and years ago, my boss told me, Rick, you're one of the smartest people I know, but you can be an ass Well, I won't repeat what the word was, but we all have one. Really, many of the Christians I know behave far, far worse than many of the unbelievers I know. And I'm always amazed at the grace and love and support and forgiveness that's found with the unchurched, which is rarely found among those who go to church. Now, there's lots of reasons for this. I've actually come up with about 10 of them, but most of it is our theology. Many Christians develop a sense of entitlement because we're the chosen ones or the elite, the members of the family of God. And I guess we feel like this gives us the right to look down on others who are not one of us. And sometimes our behavior is a result of understanding of God's grace and forgiveness. We feel that because God forgives us for all our sins, that we can treat others in terrible ways and God will still forgive us. Now, that's true that God's going to forgive us for that behavior, but his grace is never a license to treat others in horrible ways. Then there's that critical, judgmental, legalistic attitude that's taught and practiced in a lot of churches. Since we feel that we have a corner on the truth and that we're the ones who are always right, it makes us believe that it's our responsibility to be the world's policeman, going around pointing out where people are wrong and how they're sinning. Now, when we do that, it's very rarely received well by anyone especially when we have obvious sins in our own life. That, my friends, is better left off to those who are called to be prophets. Ask one sometime. They correct the church and church leaders and are treated horribly by those that should know better. My pastor has that gift of prophecy, and you would not believe how other pastors respond to a prophetic word from God. It reminds me of mean 13-year-old girls on a TikTok post. Gina, you're wearing sweatpants. It's Monday. So? So that's against the rules, and you can't sit with us. Whatever. Those rules aren't real. They were real that day I wore a vest. Because that vest was disgusting. You can't sit with us! Then there's the fact that Christians just love to pick and choose which sins are the worst, like homosexuality and abortion. While they ignore sins that are so prevalent in their own churches, which might be worse, like gluttony and greed and pride, the world watches us and sees blatant hypocrisy and and criticizes us in return for our unjustified criticism of them. Now, over the years, I've personally engaged in hypocritical and sinful behavior, and I've watched other Christians do the same. And I found out that there's several excuses that we give for our poor treatment of other people and for the sin in our own lives. When we treat others badly, we give excuses for why our treatment of them is justified. Here's just the best ones I could think of. First, people say, well, Christians are sinners too. (laughs) The idea behind this excuse is that the world has been watching us and it's put unrealistic expectations on Christians. And we complain that they seem to think we should live a perfect life, which is impossible. So when we sin and our sin is pointed out to us, we excuse our actions by reminding others that we're sinners too. Now, theologically, this is correct, but we shouldn't be using a statement like that to excuse our sin. When our sin's pointed out to us, either by a Christian or a non-Christian, the proper response is not, hey, I'm a sinner too, so get off my back. But it should be, you know what, you're right, I messed up, and I'm sorry. Thanks for pointing that out. With God's help, I'll do better next time. Another one that I hear is, it's nothing personal, it's just business. (laughs) Sometimes people say, work has nothing to do with my Christianity. Now, Christians who say these things reveal a deep misunderstanding about what following Jesus is all about. For a follower of Jesus, there's no such thing as it's just business. Truly following Jesus requires that we make changes in all aspects of our lives, not just our behavior and our dress code on Sunday morning. If we're treating others shamefully at work and through our business practices, we are not properly representing Jesus in our lives. We can't divorce our spiritual life from our personal life or from our work life. Now, I know you've heard this one a thousand times. Judge not lest you be judged. It makes the hair on my arms and the back of my neck tingle when I hear that. People don't like their sin pointed out to them. I know I don't. And it's easy to get defensive and tell people to mind their own business. But if we're failing to be salt and light in the world, then we're supposed to be held to higher standards. And sometimes this means people are going to point it out to us. And when this happens, it's easy to get upset and lash out and tell people that they have their own sin to take care of which is likely true, but an argument about who's the worst sinner rarely leads to anything good. This one I've been waiting for years to talk about. It's the, well, it is an illegal excuse. And I heard a story about a Christian lawyer who steals money from others, and it's legal. My pastor at the time said he challenged this man on it, and the man replied that he's not doing anything illegal which was technically true. He had the law of the United States on his side, and he'd figured out a way to legally swindle people. Nothing he was doing was breaking any of our nation's laws. But there's a big difference between not breaking the laws of our nation and treating people with love, respect, and dignity. God's laws are higher than man's laws. And even though a person may not be following man's laws perfectly, this doesn't mean that they're following God's laws. So be careful when you justify your actions because you're not breaking any laws. And in this one, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, or I'm just treating them the way they treated me. <laughs> it's funny how at a lot of times Christians feel that retaliation is within our rights. And we quote scripture to prove it. In Matthew chapter four, verses uh, one through 11, the devil tempts Jesus out in the desert and he's quoting Scripture to trip up Jesus. The Scripture is ripped out of context, and it's completely misapplied. And notice when you read it that Jesus fights back. When he was tempted and in a difficult situation, he looked to God's word for guidance. If we're truly following Jesus, we will forgive our enemies and love, less, and pray for those who mistreat us. Another excuse is, well, they're not Christians. Some people are so misguided that they believe that we're only supposed to treat those within the family of God with honesty and respect. Those outside the family of God can be slandered, abused, and swindled. Sometimes Christians will say, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. In other words, they're saying the world operates on a different set of ethics than Christians do. And so when we deal with Christians, we must use their set of ethics. All I can say is, where is that in Scripture? Oh, the next. I'm sorry, I keep laughing at these because people are so sure of themselves when they say it. This next one. I have righteous anger. In your anger, do not sin. Be careful if you ever find yourself quoting this verse. When this verse is being quoted, Very rarely is the anger in question actually righteous anger. Usually it's self-righteous anger and we're sinfully lashing out at someone who slighted us and then justifying that anger by calling it righteous anger. Come on, you know what you're doing. How about this? Don't throw pearls before swine. I actually know some Christians who say this. They say that all non-Christians are swine and should be treated as such. So we are only to treat Christians nicely? Is that, is, that, is that what we're supposed to do? Number nine, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, it doesn't. Enough said. Or this one, hey, I'm not in church. Now, with some of the other excuses above, this excuse reveals a deep-seated misunderstanding of what the church is and how followers of Jesus are supposed to live and function. Church is not a place you go for a couple hours on Sunday morning. It's not an event where you just temporarily change your clothing and behavior. Church goes with you wherever you go. So no matter what you're saying or doing, you're representing Jesus Christ in his church. And the next one, oh, it's kind of a bonus. We're supposed to please God rather than men. I love this one, especially when Christians quote it, especially when they quote it as a way to justify being mean and rude to other people. Somehow, the twisted logic is that we can please God by ticking off other people or something like that. But I have a feeling that if we're trying to please God and in the process are making friends and family and coworkers and neighbors hate us, we're probably not pleasing God either. Do you know of any others? Have I missed any? You can always send a message. I'll add it in. What we need to remember, of course, is that Christians still sin. But when our sin is pointed out to us, don't make excuses. The proper response is not to make those excuses, but to say, you're right. I'm sorry. Can you please forgive me? I just love to produce this show for you. I don't know if you can tell. The Renewed Mindset Show is your show. My prayer is that you not only receive the message, but that you're entertained at the same time. I'm passionate about bringing you valuable content each week. Many of you have reached out, expressing a desire to support our ministry. If you resonate with our mission, visit our website at renewedmindsets.com support, and you can choose your preferred method. Cash App, PayPal, buy me a coffee, they're all there. Your generosity helps us continue this journey together. Thank you for being a part of the Renewed Mindsets community. See ya! Now, let me run this by you from another angle, because I don't want you to get the idea that I think all Christians are this way. I constantly hear people saying things like, Christians are the worst tippers in restaurants. I'm throwing a buck. Uh-uh, I don't tip. You don't tip? No, I don't believe in it. You don't believe in tipping? Or some of the rudest people I know are Christians. I even hear Christians repeating these sentiments. Honestly, my first thought is, if Christians are the rudest people you know, you must not know very many people. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, I just want to tell you about an incredible podcast that has truly impacted my life. It's Christ Alone Podcast. It's not your average show. It goes above and beyond to combat false doctrines that twist the true message of God and the amazing character of Christ. It's hosted by two friends of mine, Stevens and Angie, and each week they equip you and empower you and encourage you for a world that seems to be moving further away from God every single day. You can find their episodes and all their resources at ChristAlonePodcast.com and they're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so it's real convenient to hear them wherever you are. Join me and countless others that join in every week to listen to Christ Alone Podcast. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Dive deep into truth and let the transformative power of Christ lead you towards a brighter future. With Christ Alone Podcast. I've known a lot of Christians. And I've known a lot of non-Christians. I've known a lot of nice people in both categories, but by far, my favorite people in the world are Christians. Over the last 30 years, I've known Christians to be kind and loving and gracious and forgiving and generous. And Christians aren't just kind and generous to their own people. I know so many Christians who will dig into their wallets and hand large sums of money to non-Christians who just ask. Even if the Christian knows that the person is probably on the take, they're still likely to be generous to them. People in the world know this is true. Pastors deal with people all the time who go from one church to the next to get food and money. Let me hold a dollar. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let me hold a dollar and clothes. If Christians are so mean and stingy. Why is it that people still come to churches when they're in need? Hmm? Why don't they walk into a worldly business and say, may I speak with the manager? I can't pay my water bill this month. Will you pay it for me? (laughs) They'd get laughed out of the store. Yet pastors get those requests several times a week. But still, we hear that Christians are the meanest people in the world. So there might be a few things to consider. One, not all churchgoers are Christians. (laughs) You heard me right. I said it. Not all churchgoers are Christians. That might be true that waiters and waitresses hate Sundays because Christians are poor tippers. I've never been a waiter, so I can't confirm or deny that. But please understand that Christians attend worship on Sundays, but not everyone who attends worship on Sunday is a Christian. Just because the people at the table on a Sunday afternoon have nice clothes on doesn't mean that they're Christians. Being a Christian means being a disciple, a follower of Jesus. Jesus was kind and loving and generous, and he taught his disciples to be kind and loving and generous as well. If someone doesn't live that way, they're not really following Christ, are they? So please don't assume that all these rude people running around in fancy clothes on Sunday afternoons are Christians. Now, what is it that makes a person stingy? A lot of times it seems people think Christians are stingy or mean because the Christian won't give them whatever they want. Genuine Christians believe that their money and resources belong to the Lord, and we're just stewards. But being a steward means making wise choices with what has been entrusted to us. Have you considered the fact that Giving you whatever you want may not be the best thing a Christian could do with his money. God gave him that money. Have you considered that a Christian giving you whatever you want may not even be in your best interest? Financing sinful behavior, enabling people, or even rewarding poor service at a restaurant, those aren't Christian virtues. If a waiter gives poor service and treats a customer poorly, a Christian is not obligated to give that server a generous tip. Why is it that we always seem to blame the stingy Christian? Honestly, I know some Christians who are probably pretty lousy tippers. But I know far more Christians who reward good service when they see it. I've heard of people calling the church office and cuss at the secretary because the church could not or would not pay their utility bill. So let me get this straight. A person doesn't take care of his responsibilities. Then he cusses and screams at people. But the Christian is the one who's unloving. That doesn't seem quite fair, does it? Christians love helping people. We love to give. We love to be a blessing to people. But the simple fact is, we have many, many obligations and can't afford to give the whole world everything they want. And it wouldn't be wise to do that even if we could. Now, I will say this. We can do better. With all that being said, there's always room for improvement. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 says, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. We can always get better at doing that. We can help more. We can be kinder. We can be more generous. But brothers and sisters in Christ, can we please stop perpetuating the notion that Christians are rude and stingy and a mean crowd? The world is always going to cast insults our way. But we certainly don't need to help them in that department. If you've been a Christian very long, you probably know Christians are generally the nicest, kindest, most loving, and most generous people in the world. I, for one, am proud to be a member of Christ's church and be surrounded by those who are trying to be the best follower of Jesus. And now... Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy from Rick Juhas. Contrary to what most people say, the most dangerous animal in the world is not the lion or the tiger or even the elephant. It's a shark riding on an elephant's back, just trampling and eating everything they see. Introducing the newest thing in snacking. Doc Brown's Nuclear Popcorn Popper. The popcorn popper that never leaves a kernel unpopped. This baby is nuclear. And try it with our new flavor, Meltdown Butter. Doc Brown's Nuclear Popcorn Popper. It's good. Well, that's it for this episode of Renewed Mindsets. My prayer is you learn something today that will help you grow as a child of God and become more like Christ. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and tell someone about it. Your recommendation goes a long way towards influencing them towards the truth. You can listen to all our past episodes at our website at renewedmindsets.com. While you're on the website, click the gray microphone button at the bottom of the page and leave me a voicemail. I just may play it on a future show. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, X. Just type in Renewed Mindsets for the search. Until next time, I'm Rick. I love you. you See ya. The intro and outro music for the Renewed Mindset Show is Are You Ready by Floodgate. From the album, Are You Ready? Copyright 2002, Offbeat Ministries Incorporated. Floodgate can be found on Apple Music and iTunes. Music used with permission. The executive producer of Renewed Mindsets is Yelena McClellan. We have two openings for other producers. Visit us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Renewed Mindsets for more information.